All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting from Jerusalem to the world, and you're a part of it wherever you are. Thank you so much for joining me, and we are also rebroadcast on great places like JewishPress.com, JNI Media, and soon uh, with uh, Ari and Jeremy, we're going to be starting uh, the new Voice of Israel, which is going to be called TheLandOfIsrael.com, and that is great news uh, for our show, for broadcasting, and we can't wait to continue to broadcast to you. I, I actually said a little untruth there. I said we're broadcasting from Jerusalem. But today's spiritual cafe is a little bit different. Uh, first thing, Rabbi Mike Foyer is on uh, on, on spiritual vacation. Uh, not vacation from the spirit, but he needs even... Uh, uh, has to do a more important spiritual job, and that is his daughter's bat mitzvah is this Shabbat. And uh, we're letting him uh, take care of all of his family and all of those things. So Mazal Tov to the Foyer family. And uh, you should uh, merit to raise your daughter Basimcha and Be'osher and Batzlacha with Torah. She should have wealth and health and happiness and, and stay connected to God as she enters uh, into the covenant of, of commandments. So Rabbi Mike Foyer is not with us on Spiritual Cafe today. But that doesn't mean that we don't broadcast Spiritual Cafe. We keep going. Still, there's yet another change. Usually, we're sitting in Beit Midrash Sulam Yaakov or our studios in Yerushalayim. Today, we're on the road, on the road again. And we're on the road between Jerusalem and Hebron. We're on the way to Hebron, the, the holy city of Hebron, the city of the forefathers and mothers, the matriarchs and the patriarchs, the mamas and the papas. And that is the uh, city that's also much embattled right now. A uh, tremendous amount of terror is trying to... to to create distance between Am Israel, the nation of Israel, and uh, the land of Israel, and the essential land of Israel is Hebron. That's the first purchase of the Jewish people in the land of Israel, is the purchase of the tomb of the matriarchs in that case, because it was Sarah that was buried there. We'll talk about that next week in Torah portion Sarah. Today it's Vayera. So I'm on the road to Hebron, and who's driving the car right now? None other than the amazing Rabbi Elon Meir, who is well known to many students here from places like Torah Shraga uh, and uh, the Israeli Yeshiva Har Hamor. Uh, but now he's actually uh, opened up, started an, a program within one of the most amazing Yeshiva Torah institutions in Israel called Shavei Hebron, and this is a program for overseas students, for North Americans, for folks from around the world to come in and instead of going to an American yeshiva, come into an Israeli yeshiva, one of the sweetest Israeli yeshivas called Shavei Hebron. If you're interested more in that, write me an email and I will certainly forward that to Rabbi Elon. Rabbi Elon, thank you so much for driving me to Hebron today. Thanks a lot, Yeshai. It's great to be here. Yes, it is great to be here. We're, we're coming up right now. Uh, to Bethlehem, to Beit Lechem, it's to our left, and soon we'll be in the beautiful Gush Etzion block and see Ephrat to our left. In any case, we are driving uh, in the, uh, on the land. Where this this is not just a show about the land. This is on the land. Um, so I, I wanted to start the conversation today with uh, with really the issue of the day, and that is the issue of uh, fear. Our enemies uh, today um, are are not really threatening us. With, with domination by military means. They don't have the jets and the tank columns to come in and to destroy Israel. They're trying to destroy us today in a different way. And there's a few reasons for that. First thing, they simply don't have the tanks right now, and God has just weakened our enemies. The other reason, though, is, is a little bit more um, 
spiritually significant, and that is that our enemies have actually learned a little secret about the Jewish people, and that is when we're united, we actually become much stronger. So when you threaten us with with total annihilation, we unite together. We kind of we kind of forget all our differences and bond, and that bonding oneness that happens to the Jewish people is actually uh, uh, it contradicts the very will of the enemies because once we are uh, united and bonded we're actually impervious almost we're indestructible the Jewish people become solid as one and we repel our enemies so it's counterproductive to them so they've learned instead of uniting us it's time to divide us that's what our enemies are doing it and they're doing it partially through the tactic of fear Uh, though the dangers today are much smaller than ever before and their abilities are much smaller the fear that they have spread with this quote unquote knife intifada Uh, is palpable and you could see it on the roads and on the streets and at the western wall and at the supermarkets and 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 the uh, public places there's just a lot less people because they've created this milieu this atmosphere of fear the atmosphere of fear Uh, i just coined that term so rabbi alone Meir, i want you to help us understand the issue of of fear and basically how to overcome it okay shy well first of all i wanted to uh put in something about what you said previously it is a well-known thing the terror as a tactic is not it's not well it's not really what you would call a war right it's not something that can destroy you it's not something that can annihilate you it's not tanks against tanks planes against planes the strategy of terror is simply to weaken your your you know your your enemy's uh, ability to stand through causing him to fear about all kinds of things. Okay? That's basically, the, that's the strategy. But what is so amazing, I think, that what I've been seeing that's been happening this past, past month in Israel, okay, is, is despite the fear, despite the fact that people, you know, everywhere they walk, there's a constant threat of being, of being knifed or, or run over by some Arab with a car. Okay? Despite all that, We have seen something completely different in Am Yisrael. Something completely different. All right? Anywhere in the world, if there's some sort of attack, some sort of a terrorist attack, what do people do? Well, I'll tell you what they do. They run away. That's what most people do. When there is some sort of an attack somewhere, they run away. They, they, or they try not to pay attention if they can. I remember when I was a high school kid in Brooklyn, Flatbush, and I, I used to be a lifeguard. And, you know, when you're a lifeguard, you're a lifeguard everywhere. You know, you, you, you know CPR, you, first aid, whatever. You do whatever you do. I remember once I was walking in Brooklyn on Avenue J. And this woman fell down on the floor and she started ha- having an epileptic fit. And, you know, what do you do with an epileptic fit? Well, it's very simple. You, you have to, you know, try to, in a regular situation... Well, first of all, you call for help. Second of all, you try to distance anything that could hurt that person. And you also do as best as you can to keep their airway open. Well, here there was this woman in Brooklyn, on the floor, on the street. And there was another thing that I had to do. I had to simply make sure that people didn't step on her. You know, they just ran away. They all ran away. When, when a terrorist attack happens anywhere in the world people run away they run away and here 
אין ארץ ישראל, אין ירושלים, אין קריית גת, אין עפולה, אין רעננה. Not only did people not run away, they come to the place of the attack. They come to the place of the attack. It's unbelievable. What kind of a nation we have. You know, I, 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 I'm thinking about my dear friend, Arav Nechemia Lavi, that, uh, that was killed. It was, it was basically him and, and, and Bennett. They were the first ones that were killed. Okay, my, my friend, Arav Nechemia Lavi, was sitting on Shabbos, Seudah Shlishit, you know, the, the most holiest time of the week, with his family. And, and he hears, you know, sometimes in life we get a surprise quiz. You know, surprise quiz. Books off the table, take out a piece of paper and a pen. Surprise quiz. He's sitting with his family, Seudah Shlishit, the holiest time of the week. And he hears Jews screaming outside. Surprise quiz, what do you do? Not a simple thing. And he passed the test. Obviously, he called the security, but he didn't wait for them. He ran outside to help. He ran outside to help. Now, what can we say? For the, the, the terrorist was probably waiting for him or whatever, but, but he passed the test. He didn't, he didn't wait, let, let the, let's let the professionals do it. No, he jumped. He heard somebody... was screaming, he heard people screaming, he ran out to help them. That's an amazing, amazing thing. He didn't fear, he didn't think, he, he just did it. And you know what? There's a famous vote from the Arizal, not that I learned Arizal, but it's a famous thing, that the, the word Tzibu, Tzibu, people, it's, it's basically an acronym for Tzadikim, Beinunim, Vereshoim. Okay? If a mitzvah is done just by Tzadikim, you know what, that's what I expect from him. From a friend of mine, like Rav Nechemia Laviz Atzal, that I know that he was a tzaddik. You know what? I sort of expected that from him. But the thing is that although he started it, afterwards we started seeing this whole last month, this whole last month, everybody, all kinds of people, tzaddikim, benonim, and not so benonim, all, they, they, they see people in trouble. They hear people in trouble. They run. They run to help them. And that's a proven fact. That's what's been happening for this past month. Let me just translate one thing, which is the word Sibur. It means congregation. Uh, and uh, Tzadikim are the righteous. Beinonim are kind of the middle ground. And Rashaim are the, e- the evil folks, the bad folks, the broken folks. And together they make up this congregation. And we just, as we're talking about this, we just drove through Tzomer Gush, the Gush Junction. And that Gush Junction has been the site of many attacks, including just, I think, uh, one yesterday and, then, and last week. Some serious attacks, and yet you saw a lot of young people standing there uh, waiting for rides. You saw a lot of soldiers, and, and it's, um, it's a beautiful day out there, and somehow the smiles are not being wiped off of uh, the faces of the Jewish people. And we're driving south. We just, uh, as I said, drove past Gush Etzion. Now, right, I was just about to point out, we're, we're passing a, uh, we're, we're passing a, uh, why don't you explain? Go ahead. Beta. This is a place called Beit al-Baraka, which is right across the street from an Arab refugee camp called El Arub, which throughout the years, as a person who's done a lot of reserve duty in the area, is a very problematic place, uh, very challenging as far as keeping uh, the order over here. And right across the street, our, friend, uh, our friends, Dr. Irving and uh, Cherno Moskowitz, they bought a nice plot of land over here. 
with some sort of an old building that the truth is I don't really know the history of the building itself, but it's been here for a while. It looks like an old building. And with, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's land to grow stuff around it. You know, there's a couple of uh, acres of land around it. And recently this year, this year, that land was attained by the Moskowitzes. And Bezlat Hashem, little by little, you know, we're going to start putting families in there or doing all kinds of interesting, good, wholesome and uh, things, you know, Jewish things uh, on that land. So um, we're, we're right now driving on famous Route 60, which is kind of the biblical highway. And if you look uh, at the attacks that have happened in, in the last uh, two months, they've almost all, except for a few in Ranana and, and, and Afula, but on the whole... They have been from Beersheva to Hebron area, to Gush Etzion area, to Yerushalayim and Shechem. The, the attacks have been on the biblical highway, and that's because the biblical highway is exactly the places uh, that our forefathers and mothers walked, and it's uh, the places that connect us to this land. That's exactly where we're driving right now. This week's Torah portion, Vayera, is very much connected to, to those places. Um, certainly, the end of the Torah portion which is the binding of Yitzchak, Akedat Yitzchak, and beforehand, the kind of purchase, quote-unquote, of Beersheva, the promise uh, between Avimelech and, and Abraham that, that Beersheva is going to be, the well of Beersheva is, was dug by Abraham and it's going to stay Jewish. So uh, th- there's those places, the walk through uh, from Beersheva, uh, to Jerusalem, obviously through Hebron as well. Uh, this, these are the places that our, our forefathers walked really 4,000 years ago. We're talking about a long time ago. Um, that is the stories that are happening in this week's Torah portion. Also, uh, the Dead Sea becomes the Dead Sea. Beforehand, it was like a Garden of Eden type place. It was very beautiful, very green, but the people were sinful. God flips the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah, and saves Lot. Uh, after an argument with, with Avram Avino uh, about saving, not, uh, as you call him, the Tzibur, not everybody, but just the righteous, you know, God, basically, Avraham argues with God until, until he uh, agrees to save the city of Zdom if there are only ten righteous people there. So, uh, the, the, the footing, the anchoring of these stories is amazingly in the very same places that we're driving uh, in today, Rabbi Elon. Isn't that, isn't that a most incredible thing that we are right now, as we're doing the show, driving the places, driving the road that Avraham took when he went from Beersheba to Jerusalem to almost sacrifice his son Yitzchak. We are in the same people on the same land. You know what? It, it, it's an amazing thing that, you know, literally, Avraham Avinu, well, it's a machloket between Rashi and the Ramban. Where was Avraham Avinu when he got the command to do the uh, Akedah was in Be'er Sheva or in Hebron, but either way we're on that road. In other words, when Avram Avinu came either from Be'er Sheva or from Hebron to Yerushalayim, this was the path. This was literally the path, and we're really there. Now we're going the opposite way, but later on today we're going to be going going back, and you, you, you could just imagine yourself going through the Akedah. <laughs> what Avram Avinu did, you do it yourself, can't you know, it's it, it, you go through it yourself. You you, you say, wh- wh- where is where am I in relation to God's command? Yeah, God commands me. Will I do it? Okay, that that's the same question that you know we ask ourselves when we're on this. We relive, 
what Avraham Avinu was going through as we drive on the road. To some extent, and I hope to a very small extent, what, what the terrorists are reminding us is that life in Israel by itself is a little bit like the Akeda, in that there is a danger in being an out-and-out Jew. There is a danger in living in the land of Israel. There are forces that want to destroy you. Uh, and there's a bit of a challenge when, when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm leaving my wife at home today and I know she's going to go shopping uh, with uh, the baby in the car. There is a little bit of an Akeda there. There's a ton of, a, a tad of an Akeda. And in general, even when I drive with you now to Hebron, a lot of people would be saying, you're going to Hebron today? Well, it's a bit of an Akeda. It's a bit of a binding. Like to some extent, I put my life uh, into the Lord's hands and say, listen, this is your story. This is what you wanted. And we're going to overcome fear. And we're going to go down to Hebron and strengthen it. And we're going to do your will. But to some extent, we, we don't choose uh, the life of total safety and a life of total uh, bourgeois. There's an, a, an element of the binding in it all. That, that, that truly is an amazing thing. Today, from an objective standpoint, it's not a simple time. Uh, people are dealing with real threats. You walk down to the Makolet and, you know, you could get stabbed. You send your kids to school. You know, the, my, my kids, they, they sit, you know, they, they, they wait for the bus and in the Rova. And, you know, it's not a simple thing. Fifty kids standing there waiting for the bus. You know, we had to deal with that. How, how do we deal with that? We did that. But you know what? As a, we, we took care of it. But as parents, as people, how do you deal with that? That's not a simple thing. People who, who, who have been in contact with fear for such a long time, they develop all kinds of, I don't know how to call it. It's like they, they don't do things. They abstain from doing things. They, they said, okay, this place is scary, so I'm not going to go there. And this place is scary, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to close my life over here. I'm going to close my life over there. And that's a very, very bad thing because even, say, later on when the, when the situation gets better, they'll still be in that rut. They still will be closing down their lives, right? I, I, I feel many times that people, years ago, they, they, they heard of all kinds of terrorist attacks coming into Israel. So they said that Israel is a dangerous place. So we're not going to go to Israel anymore. And even, the situa- even though the situation has gotten better. And that fear is a way, it, it's, a type of, it's a type of a death. It, it's, not, it's something really, really bad. How do we deal with that? How, how do we, you know, I, I'm going to Hebron, how do I do that? Where do I gather the strength to do that? Where do I gather the strength to, to go on with my life? I think that's a question that a lot of people are dealing with today, right? And I think that the Torah has a lot to say about that, has a lot to say about that. We, as a people, we know that we are in the hands of Hashem. Just like you said, Yishai, we're Akedah. <laughs> we're Akedah. We, we, we're in the hands of Hashem. Hashem, this is your story. I'm doing what you want. I'm in your hands. And I believe that you're going to take care of me. We uh, have a blessing that starts the most central prayer in Judaism called the Shimon Esra prayer. We have a prayer that, that the, first blessing of it, which, the first blessing of which is the most important, and that is Magen Avraham. Uh, God protects Abraham. When we read these Torah portions, and this Torah portion is Vayera, uh, we, we see God's protection spread over Abraham, his promises to Abraham, 
and his promises that Isaac, Yitzchak, uh, will be the continuation of his seed. Uh, we know about the wars that are already set into motion um, until the end of time, and this week's Torah portion is set into motion. Uh, but we are uh, the children, the seed that has been kind of promised to be, be brought back to this land. Uh, we are those people, and we're just about to turn into Hebron. I want to thank you, Rabbi Elon, so much for joining me, and I want to wish you continued success uh, in the new venture of the uh, English program, the overseas program at Shavei Hebron. It's an amazing accomplishment, and I wish you continued success. And if anybody wants more information, please write me an email, show at yishaifleischer.com. And I also want to thank all of you out there who are connected uh, to the story of Israel, wherever you are. I know that uh, if you're listening to this show, your, your heart uh, is with uh, the Jewish people in the land of Israel. You know that this is a blessing not only to the Jewish people to return, but also to the to the world itself. Uh, and... Uh, those kind of blessings are not always going to be totally revealed. They're going to be masked in this uh, time of this uh, knife terror. Uh, but we stand strong. I especially want to thank uh, Jack, who helps uh, support this show in honor of his li- wife uh, Lillian and his sister Sarah, uh, who I got a chance to speak with. And I want to wish you guys continued success in your spiritual path. And thank you so much for being part of Spiritual Cafe. Today's very spiritual cafe uh, on the road. The same road as Parshat Vayera talks about. Uh, we're going into Hebron and we're going to come out with life and with rebirth. And, and the children of Israel are going to flourish in this land. The key for us is not to fear. Don't be afraid. Be part of the story. Stay tuned. Stay connected. And stay strong. And Shalom. Shalom.